Good morning, my friends, and welcome to this very special installment of Weekend Update. From high above all other puerile and insipid forms of Wyoming mainstream media, this is Cowboy State Politics. I, of course, am your illustrious host, David Iverson, firmly ensconced behind the silver Cowboy State Politics microphone and broadcasting to you from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming. Good morning, my friends. Today is the two-year anniversary of Cowboy State Politics. It was two years ago, December 3rd of 2020, that I sat down and had to Google, what is a podcast? And then poof, Cowboy State Politics is born. It's been an amazing two years, if you think about it. This is the 340th episode, spanning 117,800 downloads. Though the hacks in the Wyoming media would never admit it, this is, without a doubt, a milestone in the Cowboy State. Over its short two-year history, this program has become the most listened-to podcast in Wyoming. It makes the Redcoats quake, and every conservative wants to be on this show. There have been stupid attempts to cancel this program. Someone tried to organize a stupid boycott of my sponsors. As if the loyal advertisers of this program would bow to anything any leftist has to say, whether they reside in the Republican Party or not, or deceptively refer to themselves as a conservative when their actions speak entirely a different language. In any case... It's the two-year anniversary of Cowboy State Politics, and I think we should rub their nose in it a little bit. Cue the cannons. makes you wonder what all the Redcoats are thinking right about now, doesn't it? Yeah, I don't really care. Well, none of this could be done without the generous sponsors of Cowboy State Politics, and today's program is brought to you by Morton Buildings. If you're in the market for an outbuilding or a garage or a barn or a roping arena or maybe a giant warehouse, then you should call my longtime friends Nick and Jesse at Morton Buildings. Their phone number is 307-674-2532, or you can check them out on their website at mortonbuildings.com. And I certainly can't forget what I think about every Saturday morning. Wings from the Wing It food truck. They make the most amazing hot wings in this great state. And not just hot wings, they have several other different flavors. I personally recommend the garlic parmesan wings. They're amazing. So to figure out where that truck is going to be, go to CowboyStatePolitics.com and look underneath the Sponsors tab, and you'll find their schedule there. And what an opportunity! ringing in Season 3 of Cowboy State Politics by introducing you to our newest sponsor, the Buffalo Wool Company. Oh, I know. You've already heard a couple of advertisements about how great their socks are, but today it's official. Being Christmas time, I highly suggest that you go check out their website, thebuffalowoolco.com. 
If you're like me and your feet get cold really, really fast, well, get a pair of these socks and I promise you it'll put an end to that. As you all know, I don't endorse products that I don't believe in. And I'm telling you, these socks are amazing. I would say they're even better than my pair of Pendleton wool socks. So just go to their website, get you a pair, and check them out. You won't be disappointed. Or buy a few pairs. I mean, after all, it's Christmas time, and I know that you've got some spots left on your Christmas list. So go check it out, thebuffalowoolco.com. In honor of today's anniversary episode, I've prepared a little montage for you of some of the highlights over the past two years. Take a listen. Project Veritas founder and president, James O'Keefe. A journalist is, is uh, one who publishes that which others want kept hidden for the wrong reasons. David Bossie. It's, it's been a great ride in the conservative movement for me, and I've been incredibly blessed to participate at a very high level for a long time and, and survive it. All right, 25 till the top of the hour. Thanks for being with us. 800-941. Sean, you want to be a part of the program? All right, Wyoming. David. I'm good, Sean. It's a pleasure to be on your program. I'm a big fan. In what is no doubt the most important political discussion of this campaign season, I have columnist Rod Miller on the phone. I was really looking at sneezing on that chrome plated microphone of yours. As if I would let you within 10 feet of this microphone. <laughs> And I thought, well, that makes some sense. I do want to attract an even larger audience. I've had my staff looking uh, in libraries, universities, on the Internet, all over the country, looking for the historical biographies of great moderates in American history. And we haven't found any. Wyoming Governor Mark Gordon. Facing Wyoming citizens, I think the number one issue we have is federal overreach. Been a progressive sort of creep of federal government into every layer of our lives. Part one of my interview with Gail Simmons, the founder of the Frontier Republicans. The extremists are really, it's not the people, it's the actions of quite a few people. And, and those actions are everything from lies, misinformation, labeling, un underhanded tactics, disruptions of meetings, personal attacks. You mean like Frontier Joe McGinley referring to all conservatives as cockroaches? What phantom background they have uh, and who is, who is the money behind them? Because there certainly isn't the guy giving five bucks from Gillette or ten bucks from Powell. That's not where they're getting their money. Now let's not forget the group Democracy Alliance. Wyoming Promise is a grassroots organization of Wyoming citizens. I uh, will do uh, everything I can to ensure uh, that uh, the former president never again gets anywhere near the Oval Office. I've been waiting for this one. We've got lots to do. Come on, let's go. And think about it. That's just a two-minute snapshot of over 340 episodes. So many interviews that I can't even count them. Think about the scandals that this program has broken. That every single legislator who voted against having a special session to deal with vaccine mandates was taking money from Pfizer and the Wyoming medical lobby. Holy crap! And the worst part about that one is some of those legislators took money after they had short-circuited the special session. I mean, wow! And then there's Crickets Cheney taking money from every spooky source that she could think of. And then there was exposing Alan Simpson for being involved in radical leftist causes. 
As if any of us had any doubt of that from the very beginning, but to see it in black and white, that was something else. And there's several more investigations coming. A few of them are absolutely going to blow your mind. And I'm sure this is going to make all the Redcoats in Cheyenne super, super happy. But this program is going to be camped out right at the Capitol building for the entire legislative session. They're going to have journalistic scrutiny like they've never experienced. And it's not just this program. I'm telling you, my friends, there are some cool things that are planned for after the holiday season. And yeah, I'm dying to tell you about them, but they're just going to have to wait. One year ago, today... I was speaking in Park County at the Republican Men's Club. They've since changed their name to the Sons of Liberty. But I gave a speech that I've never played for you before. And I thought, why not play it on the two-year anniversary of the program? Here it is. I guess I I should probably begin by telling you that it's kind of interesting that you all asked me to speak here tonight. Because tonight is the 364th day... 365th day that cowboy state politics has been in existence. And so the only reason that it has existed for a year, well, let me, let me just give you some t- statistics real quick. So only 10% of podcasts that are ever started make it past one month. 5% make it six months. And less than 1%, a very, very small percentage of them, last an entire year. And all of that is, thank, is thanks to you. Like, there's no way that I could do what it, what it is that I do and pay for it all without your help. And I, I can't tell you how much it means to me to be able to sit behind my microphone at my kitchen table. No, that's really where I do it. And just talk to you. So I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Like, you have no idea what that means to me. Um, Secondly, I want to thank you all for trying to get KODI to come to their senses. Um, You have no idea how how touched I was to get Karen's email, and a few few other people sent me emails as well. Um, But thank you, thank you very much. That that means a lot to me. And Bob, thanks for buying that t-shirt, man. So tonight... I'd like to talk to you about a couple of different things. Um, first, why we always lose, or most of the time, we lose to the Democrats. And it's because we negotiate. We do. Think about it. We, we negotiate on all sorts of stuff. People come up with crazy ideas. At first, we say, well, that's the craziest damn idea I've ever heard. And what do we do? We say, well, instead of six trillion, we'll agree to two trillion, when we didn't even want it to begin with. So we have a list of fundamental beliefs as Republicans, as conservatives. It's called the party platform. And all of them, every single one of them, are things that I don't think anybody in this room would disagree with. The right to life, the right to own our own firearms, the right to live our lives as we see fit. The belief that the proper family is between a man and a woman, and that it is the foundation of family values that makes our state what it is. I don't think that any of us would disagree with that. We have to absolutely stop negotiating with these red coats. By the way, 
Now, I know, I know many of you here, but at the risk of repeating myself, let me just explain this whole red coat business. Um, I'm a historian. I got a degree in history from Sheridan College, and I'm absolutely fascinated with American history. George Washington is my favorite president, not because he was the first one, but because he was the boldest one. During the Revolutionary War, nobody could really tell the difference between a patriot and a redcoat, because they all dressed the same. And so, you know, there were, there were redcoats, turncoats, traitors. By the way, um, the number one traitor was a patriot for a while. We should probably keep that in mind for later. So anyway, everybody was all walking around, and nobody could figure out who was a redcoat and who was a patriot. And it wasn't until these redcoats would go to a house that they had seized from one of the colonists and removed their clothes and revealed themselves for who they really are. Redcoats. And I can think of no better insult to many of the people that go down to Cheyenne than to call them a redcoat because they lie to us, they lie to our face. They walk around and they say, hey, we believe in things like guns and we hate abortion and we think family values are great. You should vote for us. And we do because in Wyoming, we take people at their word, right? I mean, that's, we trust people. And then these people go to Cheyenne and they do the exact opposite of what they told us. Yeah, the frontier Republican, that guy is. And then the worst part, is they come back to our home and they get on our radio stations and they lie to us. They say, we did a fantastic job for you. We voted in your best interests. And if it wasn't for all those other people, man, we'd have a gun bill. Well, guys, that's why they're redcoats. Many of them are traitors to our Wyoming values. Many of them are liars to our face. So we absolutely have to stop negotiating with these people. We have to stop it. Now the history of Wyoming, and by the way, if you've never read this book, you should. It's called The History of Wyoming by T.A. Larson. It's, it's the definitive history book of Wyoming. Now while I, don't, while I don't ascribe to all of Mr. Larson's conclusions, in some places I think he could probably be a little bit more conservative. I do agree with most of what he, what he says in the book, and I want to just, just refer to one passage. So at our Constitutional Convention, which happened in 1889, by the way, um, it, it was actually ratified on November 5th of 1889. Remember, remember the 5th of November. So they were debating equal rights, and at that time, it came in the form of women's suffrage. And really... Nobody was against giving women the right to vote. The question in the Wyoming legislature was how to do it. Okay? So some people thought, well, we should put it on a referendum and let everybody vote. And other people, like Charles Burrett from Buffalo, he said, no, we're just going to put it in the Constitution. I'd like to read you just a short passage from Charles Burrett. He said, and I quote, if they will not let us in to the Union, with this plank in our platform, in our Constitution, we will stay out forever. Now what that means in Wyoming is that we don't negotiate on things that we know are right. That is our history, guys. But there is a group 
that is willing to negotiate on a whole bunch of things. And let me just read you a brief passage here. It says, the Democrats who raised most of the objections probably were more distressed, and now he's talking about Congress now, the U.S. Congress, uh, were more distressed at the prospect of another Republican state than they were about women's suffrage. But with Republicans in control of both houses of Congress, it would hardly do to argue publicly against adding another Republican state. So the Democrats talked unconvincingly about the evils of women's suffrage. You see, it's not the Republicans that are against equal rights, that are against civil rights. It is the Democrats. And in Wyoming, hold on just a second and I'll get to you. And in Wyoming, there are members of the Republican Party who are not conservative, who are not Republicans. But the only reason that they run as a Republican is that's the only way that they can get elected. In our state, we believe in equal rights. So let me just quote to you my favorite book. And if you guys have never read this one, The Constitution of Our Great State, first of all, shame on you. But second, you should read it tomorrow. So Article 1, Section 1 says that all power is inherent in the people and all free governments are founded on their authority and instituted for their peace, safety, and happiness. And for, and for the advancement of these ends, they have at all times an inalienable and indefeasible right to reform or abolish the government in such manner as we, they may think proper. We do not negotiate. All power is in the hands of us, the people. Article, two, or Article 1, Section 2, and Section 3 are equal rights. Let me just read you one of them. In their inherent right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, all members of the human race are equal. And that means born and unborn, my friends. Article 3 is equal political rights. That's where the women's suffrage thing comes in. Now, my, my personal favorite is Article 1, Section 7. And you should all remember this one, because we're dealing with it on a daily basis. It says, Absolute arbitrary power over the lives, liberty, and property of free men exists nowhere in a republic, not even in the largest majority. So what that means in Wyoming is it doesn't matter how many voices are on the other side. It doesn't matter how loud they get, how loud they scream. We still pay attention to the voices of the minority. And what we are experiencing right now is the people who think they are the majority are telling us to sit down and shut up and take their jab. We shouldn't negotiate with people like that. So what the Redcoats do is they come up with these crazy ideas. I mentioned one before. Uh, in, the last, in the last session, they said, we, well, we want to tax you for every mile. Or... When gas prices are at a 30-year high, some idiot proposes a bill in a committee that says we're going to jack it up another 15%. Rachel, I'd like to know who that guy is. We're going to make him famous. No. We're going to talk about her just here in just a minute. So other, other crazy plans they come up with. They say, well, we, we think women should, all women should have the right to an abortion. Okay, well, first of all, the first plank in the party platform is life. As Republicans, as conservatives, we believe in our fundamental right to life. Now, let's just talk about abortion for a minute. And if you listen to my program, you know that I'm big on definitions. 
Okay? I want to know exactly what it is that we're talking about. So I'll mention a lot of times, hey, let's go grab the dictionary. What about the word abortion? When somebody says that word to me, it makes me imagine that I'm in the space shuttle and something is going wrong. And it's like, oh, crap, abort the mission, abort the mission. That's what, I, that's what, I, what comes to my mind. You see, we use that word so that we can make something that makes most of us, a subject that makes most of us vomit, seem more palatable. So let's, why don't we just call it what it is? Killing babies. That is what it is. And from this point forward, we should refer to it as such, if we are conservative and if we are Republicans. Why is it that we shouldn't negotiate? It's because we believe in fundamental rights. We believe that rights are not granted by government. They are granted by God. And if they are granted by government, then they can be taken away just as easily as they were given. Our rights come from God, and they cannot be taken away from us. Quite frankly, the only person that can take your rights away from you is you. That's the only way that you can lose them, is if you voluntarily give them up. And it is because this, the aforementioned premise is true that we absolutely have a duty not to negotiate. If we believe in those fundamental principles, and if we believe our rights come from God, then we have to stop negotiating. It is our absolute duty. You know, it's kind of funny when there was about 27 people running for our, our House of Representatives seat. I, I had to chuckle because Darren Smith said, well, you know, God told me to run for this seat. And I, I said to myself, Dave, now if God told you to do something, how is it that Donald Trump could wave you off? <laughs> My point is, is that if we believe things come from God, like our rights, we have a duty to protect them. And if we do not protect them, the rights of the living and the unborn, or excuse me, the rights of the born and the unborn, then we are just as guilty as those people who would try to take them away from us. We should rather, rather than negotiate, we need to go on offense. Everybody, how many people watch football? Well, I don't anymore, but... There's a good argument to be made that the best defense is a good offense. So why is it, as Republicans, we don't go on offense all that often? Why don't we do that? Instead, we let the Democrats and the Redcoats say, hey guys, you know, we think that taxing the bejesus out of you would be a good idea. And we say, well, I think, well, you know, let's maybe, maybe if you only tax half the bejesus out of us, that would be okay. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard of, guys, but we do it all the time that conservatives do. And let me just pause for a second. Um, I kind of have squirrel moments, shiny object moments. So let's define what a conservative is. By definition, a conservative holds, stands and holds true to time-honored traditions and principles. In this case, that means the Constitution and the Constitution of Wyoming. Okay? It means that we believe that those things have worked for a well, the U.S. Constitution has worked for well over 200 years, and this one has worked since 1889. So why is it that we should change it now? Well, we shouldn't. True conservatives believe in those principles, and we don't waver from them. Okay? But the problem with that is conservatives are attracted to shiny objects. We are. Are we not? Okay, the last time I was in Park County, 
And this is not a criticism at all. Last time I was at Park, in Park County, I spoke to several conservative groups, and each of them had their own little thing that they were concerned about, which doesn't mean that those things aren't important. It means that it's just that one particular issue. As conservatives, we need to avoid shiny objects and focus in on what the real problems are. Okay? We need to come together as a group and advocate for those principles, the principles that show up in documents like this. That's the only way that we're going to convince those folks down in Cheyenne to do what, what we want them to do. That'll do it for this special two-year anniversary episode of Cowboy State Politics. Have a good rest of your weekend. And on Monday, we'll start Season 3 with Morning Reload. But for now, from the base of the Bighorns in beautiful Buffalo, Wyoming, this is and will continue to be the one and only Cowboy State Politics.